Cascade Hoops Talk, bringing the world NAI basketball one podcast at a time. Cascade Hoops Talk, Billy D. How's everybody doing today? Hey, this is Billy D. Live from Indiana. I guess live. I recorded this last night, but that's as live as you're going to get. So we're out in Indiana now. We started the trip out at the Portland Airport. And of course, our flight was delayed because it's a flight. And of course, our grand, my grandson is going to meet me there. He left from another town. He's stuck in Chicago, sitting in baggage claim. Well, long story short, we finally get off the ground in Portland. We get to Chicago late. My grandson sits in baggage claim for seven hours waiting for us. And we got the, made the drive to Warsaw. Safe drive, good drive, no animals, no rain. Uh, the next day, we went over to Grace College, met with Scott Moore and his staff, Stephen Alstead and uh, assistant coach Jordan Widener. Those two, as, along with Scott, they just could not have been more hospitable uh, Grace gave us full access, was able to, to spend a day with them. They even took Billy D to lunch. And uh, after lunch, we went over to practice and let me sit through the entire practice. Grace looked good in practice. It was fun to watch uh, Frankie Davison in practice. He's, oh, he's a great basketball player. Uh, they're going to have their hands full with Grace Christian and West Virginia Tech this weekend. So they had their hand, hands full getting ready. Uh, after practice, I was able to talk to uh, Coach Widener again for a few minutes. And I would really encourage you to look at the pictures and videos that I put up on Twitter of the Grace facility. Oh, it's very nice. They should be really proud of that facility. I'm so looking forward to watching basketball games in there all day, Friday and Saturday. After spending the day with the Grace staff on Wednesday, Thursday morning, we drove up to Marion, and of course, it was a blustery, rainy day up Highway 15. Uh, it was a nice drive. I mean, the the through those country roads and all the farmhouses and fields, it was just beautiful Indiana landscape, but the winds were blustery. But we made it through Wabash and up to Marion just safe and sound. When we arrived at Indiana Wesleyan, uh, we met Coach Tonegal in the student center. It took us a few minutes to, you know, figure out where we were and where he was. Uh, but once we were able to meet up with Coach Tonegal, again, extremely hospitable. We went over to the uh, basketball uh, facility and Lucky Arena, and Coach Tonegal was nice enough to give us a few moments. We began by asking coach Donegal about Caleb Dimmick. So tell me the story about Caleb Dimmick. Yeah. You know, you had that tournament. What is, I heard a little bit about it on the broadcast. So Caleb Dimmick was a, an IW basketball player who played here in the uh, late 90s. Uh, I think his last year was, was 99. Was a pro prolific shooter. Holds the, uh, the current three-point record at uh, 11 made threes in a game. He was heading into his senior year and uh, tragically passed away in a farming accident. He came from a, from a farm back in Lafayette, Indiana. 
and it just rocked the student body because Kayla was a tremendous kid. He wasn't just a good basketball player. He was a tremendous person. And his dad, David Dimmick, um, when I first got hired in 2005, was like a volunteer assistant coach. He would drive over here from Lafayette three, four times a week. And his, his role was just to be with the guys. He didn't really care about the basketball X's and O's. He's just relationships. And he, he made a big impact on many guys. He was older. I mean, I got hired. I'm 25. Dave is 55 or 60 at the time. And so they just they needed a guy like that they could go to. And the whole Dimmick family has just been a real big part of our program. And what, and what I told Dave was, I said, you know, I'm – there's one thing I'm going to do is make sure that people never forget Caleb Dimmick. And so the, the tournament every year is an honor of Caleb. We get to retell the stories. We get to tell our guys, you know, who Caleb was, what he stood for. And in, and in many ways, he, he represented the Iron Third athlete. He wore number three, uh, which oh, wow. I don't think, you know, there's a coincidence there. And if you come inside our locker room, as, as you and I did, you, you see the plaque up there. The locker room's named after Caleb. We, we just want to see his legacy live on uh, through the future generations of players who come in here. And you're, you're saying he embodied that, that I am three. But <laughs> he so truly, talk your way. I, I, I'm familiar with that. But once again, it's, it's, it's God, teammates. I might get it wrong. God, teammates, and self. Yep. God, team, and self. Yep. Which, which, if you think about it, it's kind of the opposite of what the world says, right? The world just says, you be you, you're, you do you, which is really popular right now, which basically means don't worry about anybody else, just get yours. Right. But the problem is sometimes when I get mine, I, I run over people or I use people or, or other people don't. And I think we're asking the question, how do we live in a way where not only do I get mine, but you get yours? And I think the answer to that is you look out for the, the needs of others first. And so we're trying to Trying to do that uh, through basketball, through a basketball season and learning what it means to put God first and other people second. And I'll tell you, when it comes to life, when it clicks in a young person's life, there's there's not too many paychecks and coaching that can up that. Yeah. So this this weekend, or last or the last weekend, that Caleb Dimmick tournament, you had a, a couple couple games. <laughs> Briarcliff came in here. They led at halftime. You guys really played good in the second half. Briarcliff's pretty good, though, aren't they? Yeah, they are. And, you know, I think the thing with the, the the classic every year is there's really good teams here. There's always ranked teams here. I think we try to fill it. We don't want cupcakes. We want really good teams. Uh, Briarcliff came in here and, and gave us everything that, that we could handle. It took a really hot shooting second half from us to pull that off. And then you know, we turn around and play Lincoln in overtime the next day yeah. down to the wire, and it took some big shots and some big plays for us to get over the hump there. So I uh, love that weekend every year because it does prepare us for the, the rugged crossroads, which is just around the corner. Yeah. I thought I just want one. I thought it said a lot about your team when uh, you lost Big Maxwell. I thought you were in big trouble. There was uh, just under four minutes to go in overtime tie ball game. <laughs> Maxwell fouls out. Yeah. He had just been dominant, 34 points or something. And then you went on and, and you won that game. I thought that said a lot about your team. Yeah, I didn't – be honest, I mean, if you told me Maxwell was going to be off the floor and we're in overtime, I'd say our chances are slim. But just like we've seen different guys step up, you know, when our point guard Noah Smith went down with the torn ACL, we've had several guys off the bench step, step up in significant ways that maybe I wasn't expecting when we lost a guard before season. Same deal, like – that's the challenge of coaching, but it's also one of the fun parts of coaching. Yeah. Like, you know, you don't you, you don't want to be down a man, but you love seeing guys step up and step into new opportunities. Absolutely. You know, uh, one other thing is, you know, we're in Indiana. My first time touring Indiana basketball. I've been really excited about it all week or all 
no, not all week, all year. <laughs> um, you grew up in Indiana, right? You played it. I'm doing this off the top of my head. You played at Valparaiso, if I remember. Yep. You're an Indiana basketball guy. Absolutely. And now you coach at Indiana Wesleyan. Tell me a little bit about why is Indiana basketball so special? What People guard different here. People <laughs> scream different here. Talk about that. Why is that? Well, I'll, I'll use my upbringing to, to tell you why I think Indiana high school basketball is so special here in Indiana. So I, I grew up on a dairy farm, and what we would do um, when the when my dad and the hired hands got done milking cows, they would come up, sweep the floor, because in the second floor of our barn was a wood floor with a basketball hoop. We would sweep that floor, and we'd play three-on-three, four-on-four, and it was it was routine. And in the winter, here's what's the crazy part. You could play in shorts and T-shirt because the heat from the cows <laughs> would rise. There was hay insulated in the whole thing. It was like you had an indoor gym. Yeah. And we played year-round, and, you know, in Indiana, kids just shoot. You know, when I was a kid, as you were waiting for the bus, you just shot. You picked up a ball, and you just got a bunch of shots up. And then I get into high school, and we had a special class. That, that was back when Indiana had a single-class system. So if you were a, a school of 100 kids, you would play a school of 5,000, potentially. Okay. The yep. movie Hoosiers that you've sure. seen, Muncie Central versus Milan. Well, this was the last year of that. They were getting ready to change it. So people were up in arms in the state of Indiana. Well, our team happened to make it to state that year. We were a medium-sized school, but we kind of represented the country schools. And we're down in Indianapolis at the Hoosier Dome where the Colts played. And I walk out on the floor that day of the state finals, and I look up, and I see they, have, they flashed the attendance across the big screen, and it was 28,348 people <laughs> at a high school basketball game. Oh, my God. You know, it's like the Colts weren't even getting that near that at the time. You know, that was Final Four-type attendance. And people were there to bid farewell to Indiana high school basketball as they knew it because it was changing. And that, that, that game was attended uh, only second to Damon Bailey, who had like 34,000 people at a high school game. But people wanted to come see Damon Bailey. Yeah. And, you know, you just have so many small towns across Indiana. When it's Friday night, you go to the gym. You know, everything shuts down. You pack in a gym. And I wish you could spend another month here and I could just send you to some of the neatest high schools you've ever seen where yeah. there'll be 5,000 at a game or there'll be 2,000 packed out at a game. But the rivalries and, and the history behind all this is tremendous. Yeah, I was a little disappointed by that because I thought – we could get to a high school that they haven't started yet, but we are going to go to a, a, a school that has won a couple games, Warsaw. We're going to go there this afternoon. Are you afternoon. really? Yeah. Oh, so. nice. But you played you played basketball. Remind you played with Draven in high school, right? yeah? Steve Draven. I was two years older than Draven, and uh, best shooter I've ever played with. Uh, we we grew up kind of competing together, and uh, he was a special kid. He was an Indian All Star, yeah. and then went on to have a great career at Belmont. Last question. Who's a better free throw shooter, you or Draven? Well, I can't lie on air. and I was a pretty good one, but he was an elite free throw <laughs> shooter. Like, he hit, and he could correct me on this, but over 300, make 380 in a row at one time. Yeah. My highest was like 176, and I thought that was pretty good. He was about double that. <laughs> but if you ever want to needle him, remind him he's not the best free throw shooter in his family. His sister? Is <laughs> a long story behind that. I think, I, I think I've heard that before, too. Okay, thanks, Greg. Yeah. I really appreciate uh, Indiana Wesleyan and Coach Tonegal for taking the time to meet with us. Really enjoyed my time at the university. Indiana Wesleyan is a beautiful campus, a beautiful football field. If you ever get there, you have to drive around and look, look at the football field. I got to see Lucky Arena. Just so disappointed I couldn't watch a game in Lucky Arena. Uh, but Coach uh, Tonegal, Coach Tonogo gave us the, the full tour, and I really appreciate it. 
after we got done, uh, my friend and uh, my grandson and myself, we packed back in the car. We headed back to Highway 15, and we headed south for Warsaw. And by now, it was more blustery and more rainy. But being from the Northwest, we, we, we somehow made it through. And we got down to Warsaw. It's a, the building itself is very big. It's a big high school. I think there's about 2,200, 2,300 students there. So we worked our way around back, and uh, we met Coach Moore back at the um, back in the back of the gym where he was preparing for practice. And Coach Moore uh, walked us through. Look at the pictures on Twitter. They have a really nice, uh, you know, a dedication to past players. Coach Matt Moore building a program there that honors their history but striving for greatness. Uh, the, the facility, when you walk in, the first thing you notice is it's big. It's, it holds about 5,000 people. And the second thing that you notice is there are banners. Uh, pretty impressive. Uh, you know, being the NAI geek I am, the first thing I thought is, wow, this is where Kyle Mangus and Paul Marendette played their uh, high school basketball. And uh, that was that was uh, that was a little bit of a thrill for an NAI geek like Billy D. Uh, we were able to sit down with Coach Matt Moore. He gave us a few minutes. And so let's give a listen. Matt Moore, head coach, Warsaw High School. Hey, appreciate you having us here. I really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Traveling around different schools in Indiana, mainly going to the to the uh, crossroads schools, but wanted to come by here and see what Indiana high school basketball was all about. What in your you grew up in Columbia City, you mm -hmm. played there, you went to Grace, you've coached in the crossroads. What is it to you that's special about Indiana basketball? I should ask it this way. What makes Indiana basketball so special? You know, it's. I guess you don't realize it because um, this is really all I've known from a high school standpoint, you know. And, and when you go to other places, I know a lot of people talk about uh, Indiana, the coaching, uh, the lineage, the history, the tradition. But, you know, for me, um, and specifically coming back to Warsaw, uh, it's just about the community and the support that those uh, people have in their in their high school programs and the pride that they take in it. You know, we, we're in a, a special gym that that's called the Tiger Den that is you know it seats about just under five thousand and you know we've got hundreds of season ticket holders that are coming in getting their season tickets for res reserved seats and you know for the month of December we've got eight home games and it's going to be packed for the most part. Uh, and if we can put some wins together, it'll be a fun atmosphere. So I think, you know, that's just kind of what it was passed on. I grew up when it was single class, so there was really no division based on the size of the school. Um, and I think Warsaw is one of those pockets that still exists where, you know, they're going to support the program. Uh, and, and especially when you have a good team, they're going to come out in, in dozens and dozens to see the Tigers. So, Matt, you, you played basketball at Grace. When did you decide or when did the thought of being a coach first enter your mind yeah I knew in sixth grade I was going to be a high school basketball coach in Indiana and as I mentioned to you guys earlier you know I, I was fortunate to get my first head coaching job at, as a 29 year old at Mount Vernon Nazarene University um, and it was a great experience and it was just I, I kind of did it backwards I got the college gig first had a great experience there for five years but but ultimately was able to come back to Indiana 
Uh, I've been at three different programs now and, and have had a, just a blast of, of just being part of the fabric of that and having a chance to have my name, you know, as a, as a guy that's coached this sport and has played this sport um, in this state, and that's a special thing. And so uh, I knew early on that this is what I wanted to become. So when you moved from college ball to high school ball, what are some of the you always you envisioned this right mm-hmm. since sixth grade? Yep. When you actually came to Warsaw, started building your program, what what things have surprised you that you got? Oh man, I really didn't know that was going to happen. Well, you know it's interesting. So this is the third move I've had as a high school coach. My first job coming back to the high school level uh, many years ago was at Kokomo High School, and Kokomo like like Warsaw has years and years of tradition and history and has a, has a great facility, Memorial Gymnasium in downtown. It's its own arena. Uh, there's no other buildings attached to it. Um, and so that, for me, was my first introduction as a head coach in Indiana high school basketball. Uh, I left there and went to Indianapolis to, a, to a, a really large school called Fishers High School, which is only about 13 years old. Um, had not had a lot of success previously, but the fourth largest school in the state about 3,800 kids, and, and I just really wanted to see if I could kind of dance with the big boys. And, and in our three years there, we set school records for wins and consecutive wins and most wins in the time in that time frame and, and had a great run of success with a, with a really young core. Um, and then when Warsaw calls, you know, my, my mom and dad live here. Um, my dad was the best man in my wedding. My brothers both live here. Our sister lives here. Um, and it's a place where basketball is important. And I think that the more you find out what matters, you know, yeah, you want players and, yeah, you want tradition and history and space and facilities, but if you have administrators that, that keep it as a priority and, and make it important, then it's, it's a good place to work. And that's what Warsaw has, has really turned out to be for me. So, Matt, I know the, the Moore family is a strong basketball family. So if you guys have a bad night, who do you hear from first? Well, it's funny because, you know, Marcus, being a retired head coach, um, he's easy to criticize both Scott and I, you know, because he didn't have to watch the film or, or go practice the next day. So it's easy for him. Um, but, you know, I think all of us, you know, we have a very unique relationship in how we're able to communicate. And, you know, the distance, we're two miles apart. Scott's got the college team in town. I got the high school team in town. Um, we're able to kind of bounce, it, you know, go to practice and see one another. And so, you know, when things don't go well, it's it's easy for all of us to just, you know, hop on a text or hop on a call or just drive to dinner and, and catch up. And that's a big part of, of the appeal of coming back here a couple of years ago when I had the chance. Yeah, I can imagine that's got to be nice for all, every the whole family to be back. Yeah, yeah. You, you can imagine my mom and dad now being, they, you know, they retired here four years ago, long before Scott was the head coach and long before I was even, you know, in the thought of being here. So uh, it really worked out well for our family to make that happen. So can you settle the debate which one of the Moore brothers is the best basketball player? You know, it just depends on, you know, what, what you categorize as best. You know, I think we're very similar in a lot of ways. Um, but yet I think from a, there, there are some differences. I, I didn't have the opportunity to have a running mate per se the way that Scott did or that Marcus did. So I kind of had to cut my own path. Um, you know, we, we had a dip in that time frame from a talent standpoint uh, when I was at Grace, but, you know, ended up top three, top four all-time in career assists, tied for the most assists in a single game with 16. You know, I had a great run. My, the, my back two years, I got to play with a guy named Matt Abernathy that, that really allowed me to, to find a lot of joy in playing with a great teammate. 
Um, and then I got to be on the staff when Marcus and Scott were juniors at Grace, and we got a chance to go to the Elite Eight together, and I got to walk, you know, along that journey with them. And you know, I think Scott's ability, like like now, he's he's a very uh, gifted leader of others, and I think. You know, it's great to have uh, leadership, but I think he's a great follower first, and he's a servant, um, and that's why I think his ability to be successful translates with, with players today. And then Marcus was just, I mean, he, he hunted shots. He was a competitor. He was a great defender, and he did so much for everybody um, that, that you, had to, you had to play harder and you had to become a better player if you were going to play on his team. And how I would describe those two, I mean, they would be – you know, Scott would probably take the four worst guys in open gym and say, you know, we're going to go win because I'm going to make us better. And Marcus would take the four best players in open gym and say, we're going to go win because I'm the best player and you're all going to be better because of me. <laughs> and their approaches were very different, but at the end, the result ended up being the same. And, you know, we were all three very fortunate to play for Coach Kessler, and yeah. Scotty and I were, were on his staff. And so a lot of that – uh, is very close to, to why we're all back here, and, and he's obviously a special part of that. So before I let you go, you're, you, the Tigers haven't quite started the season. You're just starting to practice, seeing what you have. How do you feel about Warsaw basketball this season? You know, it's special. You know, you know around here we, we call it Tiger basketball, and that's, that's, that's a known thing. And so when you're in this community, um, the gear that we wear, it, it says Tiger basketball because it's something that for years and years and years has been special to a lot of people. Um, and, and we expect our guys to hold that expectation. And so, you know, we, we have a group coming back that, that's a very core group. We were 15-8 and eight last year. We won the NLC conference. Um, you know, we have a kid named Jackson Gould who has offers from uh, three Crossroads Elite teams right now. Grace College has offered, Indiana Wesleyan has offered, and Taylor University has offered him. He's a junior, uh, 6'3 guard, and so he's pretty special. Um, and then we got a good core group. I mean, we've got some size, we've got some height, we have some experience now. Um, you know, my expectation is if we work, then, you know, we, we should keep winning and doing the things that we need to. But, you know, we're not going to sacrifice a lot of things uh, if we're not going to do things the right way, and that's what hopefully – people see and they're proud of when they come watch us play that, that we're going to play hard, we're going to play smart, we're going to play together, and we're going to do it in a way that makes people uh, want to come back and be part of Tiger basketball. Oh, I really appreciate it, Matt. Thank you for the time, and thank you for allowing us to come visit the, the, the Tiger Den. Tiger Den. Thank you very much. Thanks, guys. Thank you very much, Coach Matt Moore, letting us come to uh, Warsaw High School, see the Tiger Den. Really appreciated his time, enjoyed meeting him. Once again, thanks to Coach Tonegal, thanks to Coach Moore at Grace, as well as the Grace assistants, Jordan Widener and Stephen Halstead. Thank you for everybody. Uh, remember, if you're in the Warsaw area, get out to the Hoops for Hope. Uh, Huntington is going to play West Virginia Tech at 4 p.m. The Grace women play IU East at 6 p.m. And then Grace a College will face Grace Christian tonight at eight so it's full day of basketball every penny that comes in remember it goes to the cancer fund it's a great cause get out watch some fantastic basketball hey this is billy d from warsaw indiana and if you're in warsaw come up and say hello tomorrow and don't forget nai basketball is the best entertainment value in america 